Hello, everyone. You're listening to Fake ID. Here, we will share stories that break down the complexities that make up our identity. So, if you ask me what makes up my identity, one of the answers would be that I'm a patriotic Pakistani. What's your name? Zakia. Where are you from? Firozpur. And where are you going? To Pakistan. That's a brave girl. Pakistan was made for you. Go safe now. I'm not sure why, because by this point, I've lived more years in North America than I have in Pakistan. So why am I so patriotic about this country? So a few days ago, I came home to spend time with my family. And one day I was going through my old diaries and came across a dusty, unfamiliar diary. The diary was my mom's from 1997. As I read through it, with my mom's permission, of course, one particular entry stood out the most. January 30th. 1997. Today was the most important day of my life. I received my PhD degree. A few days ago, I received the instructions about the dress code to wear at the ceremony. While I was reading that, I had a strong feeling that I would like to receive the degree in my national dress, that is Shalwar Kameez. I had some concerns, though, about me looking very different from the rest of the recipients and also for people being judgmental. But I mustered up the courage to listen to my heart. Carefully I chose a grey dress with black embroidery and contrary to my fears people said nice comments about my dress. I remember that when I was walking across the stage to receive my degree, I felt very proud. It seemed to me that I was representing Pakistan in British higher education. When I read that, everything clicked. I grew up with a mom so passionate and so proud of her Pakistani background that it makes total sense why I am the way I am. Often, we get so caught up in our own little worlds that we forget to look at the people most important in our lives and see how they form parts of who we are. And this lesson was taught to me by my dear friend Joey Loy. Joey was born and raised in Canada. However, culturally, Joey grew up a good mix of Vietnamese, Chinese, and Hong Kong. So my grandma, she was born in China. My great grandma couldn't afford to like feed all her children. My grandma, I think she was like seven or eight at the time. She would go and live as like a, like a housemaid for a family in Saigon. Later, Joey's grandma immigrated from China to Vietnam on a boat. That's where his dad was born. But then in his twenties, the climax of the Vietnam War hit. So Joey's dad had to escape Vietnam. You know, when you hear about the boat people and the refugees, he was one of them. So he snuck away with his two sisters. They were in Saigon, so they went up through Hanoi and into China. And then in China, got into a boat and then drifted towards Hong Kong. And was a refugee in Hong Kong for a while. So when I think about that story, I've thought about it as like a story of survival and resilience. 
I think a lot of my identity and how I understand myself comes from an extension of my parents' story. So that's a big part of my identity. So my dad told me the story where his life changed in a moment when he was drifting towards Hong Kong and he saw billboards in the distance. Like billboards for like cycle watches. And that was when he felt like he had made it. And he was so excited because he saw that and said, one day I'm going to own a cycle watch. Some watches are made to last only as long as they're fashionable. Some watches simply aren't made to last. Seiko watches are designed to withstand the ravages of both time and fashion. Someday, perhaps, all watches will be made this way. When he was a kid in Vietnam and there wasn't the war, he watched tons of movies and listened to tons of music from America, from Hong Kong, you know, and he grew up like with Bruce Lee. And that was like a huge part of his childhood. But when the war started and when the communists took over, like that stream of media and entertainment stopped. And I think when he was drifting towards Hong Kong with that boat, like he saw it again and saw opportunity and saw hope. But, but the great thing about being a refugee in Hong Kong was that he could work. So to survive, he had a lot of odd jobs. You know, when you watch movies, um, like police movies and they like line up suspects in a row and then they get people to come in and point at. So he was one of those people. He was an extra. <clears throat> Number five, would you step forward, please? That's him. That's the one. They have to be absolutely positive, sir. I am absolutely positive. Who could forget that face? I saw it through the screen. So anyways, he came to Toronto, the Canadian government accepted him as a refugee. And then when I was a kid, he opened um, a restaurant serving like fast Chinese food outside the Ontario Science Center. I sort of viewed my identity as like an extension of his story, feeling like I have an obligation to really like live my potential. I think anything other than 100% of my effort would be a waste of my parents' sacrifice. And I think that's why like working so hard at school, working so hard, you know, at, at my work is a direct extension of trying to fulfill that obligation. And I think part of my understanding of my parents' story was that they were very stoic and that, hey, we were like super low income, but, you know, we found a way to to still live a life and still thrive. When we grow up, we are so embarrassed by the very people who built who we are. For example, there were times when I was embarrassed by my mode of transportation to school or the job that my parents held. And like many immigrant kids, Joey felt the same way. As a kid, like a lot of pressure to like fit in. Even things like during parent-teacher interviews where like I would have to like translate between the teacher and my parents it just felt like not like other kids enough to do that as a kid and still like my mom like works at Tim Hortons like th th that wasn't the kind of job my friend's parents had like I was always just like sort of embarrassed to answer that question when people ask what my parent what my mom did and what my dad did but it's it's different today like today I use it as like a case study really it's not the American dream it's the Canadian dream um, is alive and well, um, and I'm an example of that, right? And, I, and I'm very proud of 
what society has enabled for our family. But as a kid, that wasn't clear to me. Yeah, but like understanding fully my parents' story, um, like, yeah, my dad like worked in a kitchen, but it's because, you know, when you don't really speak the language and you don't have like skill training, like that was one of the few jobs I had access to. And like, oh, he started a business. He employed four or five other immigrants. That like, I'm incredibly proud now. My life and our family's life, like, exists in the grander context of a broader story and if you sort of think of the whole story of like where they started and where they are now like it is nothing to be ashamed of and then if you add you know where i am now today like increasingly nothing to be ashamed of so i think today i'm like very comfortable and i think it's been an incredibly rich part of my life is celebrating you know like the Chinese and the Vietnamese culture. I'm very proud of it, very happy to talk about it. One thing I really like about Joey's story is that he really tried to understand where his parents come from and the experiences that they've had. And it got me thinking, how come I don't know the same level of detail about my own parents? Maybe it's because I never asked. Um, my grandma, so she passed away in the summer of 2017. I mean, when someone passes away, that source of history and story is lost. And all you have are like clues left over from like old photos of my grandma. I can't ask her anymore. And so, you know, we talk about things and lately it's been incredibly clear to me that I always, I think I understood my dad's story in the past as like him running away from something, like running away from the poverty in Vietnam. But lately I've been understanding it more as he actually like saw opportunity and greatness in America and Canada and like really wanted it and was willing to risk his life as a 20 year old to like get on a boat and like drift towards wherever. And every time I go back now, I find the time really precious and I want to like learn more about that story and, and find about, you know, what was he like as a kid? What is my grandma's story? I'll leave you with this thought. How much of your parents' story do you actually know? And how has her story impacted your identity and who you are today? Thank you for listening to Fake ID. If you know someone who has an interesting story to share about identity, please reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at Fake ID Podcast.